What is up, Chargers fans? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast presented by the Chargers Podcast Network. My name is Steven. I am the host as always and joining me is my guy Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? How are you doing today? Doing great, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look what we're doing. This is fantastic. And it was a great, great day of practice. And I don't know if you can tell behind us, the clouds came out. So we are in heaven over here right now. Yeah, it was actually good weather. The first few minutes were dicey. I brought the bucket <laughs> hat. It stays on because the hair is kind of a mess right now. But uh, yeah, it was a great day of practice. So I'm excited to dive into all of that today. We have a great interview for you guys with Chargers running back Joshua Kelly, which we'll get to in a second here. As always, Tyler and I are fans of the team, just like you guys are. We've been given this platform. Uh, but the opinions that we express on this show are not always reflective of the Chargers organization. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get to it. So without further ado, here is Chargers running back Joshua Kelly. All right, we are super stoked to be joined by Chargers running back, Mr. Joshua Kelly. Joshua, how are you doing today? How was Man, practice today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Practice was so awesome. Had a good day. It was nice and fun out here. You know, competition, man, the vibes. It's just great to be back out here in camp, to be honest, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you, but, like, for from a fan perspective, the offseason feels just was a little long this year. What was the excitement level just in terms of getting back to practice with all the guys? Yeah, no, that's crazy you say that because this definitely felt like the longest offseason I've ever had. Okay. <laughs> it was just long, and I'm just like, man, like, it's just crazy the fact that we're actually back now because I'm excited. You know, I was actually prepared like a couple weeks early. I'm like, man, let's just get this thing going. Yeah. So, yeah, now that we're back, bro, it's just good. It's just good to be back. Good to be out here just getting the kinks out and practicing, man. It's good. Yeah, last offseason was so important for you. It had really turned into the best season of your career. Right. In this long offseason, what did you work on? Did you continue to improve on whatever you worked on last year? Was yeah. there something different? Right. No, that's a good question. I feel like to me, I just really worked on a lot of the things I did really well at and got better at those. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, the run game is really slowing down, just getting better at that, watching more tape at that. You know, in the past game, trying to do my best, you know, in pass pro, you know, catching all the backs where they need me to. But I've just been really working on some of the same things the last offseason, but just getting better and better at it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's been exciting, man. Like, just approaching each offseason differently. This is like, how can I get better at the, my strengths already? Yeah, obviously, no pads yet. We're, we're recording this on Saturday. Right. Too, but um you know there's been an emphasis on the run game i feel like with kellen coming over yeah how do you feel like that process has gone for you guys so yeah far? no it's been good i just like as a collective there's been so much communication as like an offense and as a team about like hey let's get this run game going mm -hmm. and that's just always great to hear man i play running back <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome you know so yeah, yeah it's, it's been good man like we're in the meetings we're all excited you know we're learning about it and I just like to study so much run mm. games, like whether it's wide zone, duo, outside zone, inside zone. Man, I study so much of it because, you know, the run game just gets me excited. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear that. Is yeah. the, uh, the Kellen Moore playbook pretty deep in the, in the run game? Oh, yeah, man. He's got some crazy runs in there. I love it, man. Like all the stuff that we like to run, like, you know, it's just been fun, bro. Just get a chance to learn it. So, man, he's a great guy, great OC. So it's been cool, like, learning his system. The playbook is apparently a big playbook, and we've heard it from Quentin Johnson and you now. <laughs> apparently it's a thick playbook, but it sounds like, from talking to the assistant coaches and, and listening to interviews, that there's a real emphasis on quality over mm. quantity this time around. How yeah. does that help you guys to focus on just, listen, if we only do five things right, yeah. we're going to do them really, really well, right. rather than 20 different things okay. No, exactly. Like He told us that during OTAs, he's like, look, we're going to find out what we're really good at, and we're going to keep hammering that. So that's awesome. You know, Play to your team's strengths, right? So, yeah. He's done an excellent job at that, man. Like, he's been part of the best offenses in NFL history so mm -hmm. far. So it's awesome just to see that come here because, you know, we have so much potential, you know. <laughs> a yeah. lot of weapons on this offense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, man, like, I really feel like if we work hard, 
and we can just continuously trust in ourselves and learn it, mm -hmm. we can do something, man. Yeah. Good. No <laughs> pads yet, but what yeah. do you feel like you guys are good at so far? Like, what are you guys really clicking with right now? Yeah, to be honest, I think the best thing so far is our communication as the offense has been better. Mm. You know, obviously, like you said, it's like, okay, there's no pads on, there's no scrimmage yet, so it's going to be a little bit tougher to evaluate that. But one thing that we're really good at, really getting better at is protections as well. Mm. I feel like we've been really good at protecting Justin. Obviously, we have to. Yeah. If we want to win. So I feel like we've been doing a lot better at that. So protection is communication, man. And just it's going to be exciting, man. We're making plays out here. So <laughs> yeah. it helps with, with pass protection and communication getting better. Yeah. What specifically or how do you get better at that? Basically, is it just reps or is there a different yeah. way that you're being taught? No, it's definitely a different way of being taught mm. and also reps as well. I feel like reps do help. But if there's communication from, you know, QB, offensive line, me, like we're over here talking about it, communicating, we know. And if we know who we're blocking, it's like, man, like now it's even harder to stop us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I think the offensive line is, is for the first time in a while, set in stone, mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, and Coach Nugent recently had a quote that like they were really intentional in putting similar athletic and body type profiles with mm. like Rashawn and Zion and then Trey and Jamari. That's dope. For you as a running back, like what does that kind of alignment up front do for you? Oh yeah, man. I have a lot of trust with those guys. Some of these dudes I've been playing for like two years now. Mm -hmm. Like I've been with Trey for four. So a lot of these guys, man, like it's the same group. So for me, it's like, dang, there's all this chemistry that you've already built. So that's great. You know, for me as a back, it's like, dang, I kind of know exactly how each guy blocks. And I know like more, I'm really more tapped into the blocking scheme now too, which okay. is crazy. Mm. So I'm knowing like, okay, this is where our singles, our double teams going. It's cool, bro. But those guys, man, they're dogs up front. So yeah, I feel it's like, gonna be fun. Sorry to cut you off there. I feel like the understanding throughout your growth. I mean, this is your third offense in yeah. four years. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of things at this point in your career already. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can see each system, how each system works, you know. It's pretty cool though, you know, playing with so many different systems, you get a general sense of football knowledge, mm -hmm. which is really cool. So similar things throughout each offense. So, you know, it's, all right, outside zone, like what's the concept? And then I you know, just learn like, okay, what's the word, the terminology for it? But boom, it's cool, bro. Like yeah. every system is unique and that just helps with the IQ though. Hmm, nice. Regardless of system, one of the things you talked about with our guy Arjun last year, who's now with the Jets, you did an interview with him. Oh, that's right. And he asked you, what is like the stat for a running back to determine success? And you said yards after contact Absolutely. per attempt. If there's a running back, or maybe even say yourself entering the league, who mm -hmm. was maybe not as great at that, how did you improve that? Or how would you recommend somebody else, another running back coming into the league, say Isaiah Spiller, improve that himself? Mm, that's a good point. To any new running back, whether you're a rookie, college guy, young guy, I would say the best thing to improve at that is to get strong. I felt like when you really get strong in the weight room, man, like it does translate. Not top like bodybuilder strength, but proper application, man. Like for me, like I'm so obsessed with doing lower body workouts, mm. plyometrics, you know, running through stuff. That's the biggest thing for us mm. as a position because yeah, like obviously you'll make guys miss, but not every runner is elusive like that. Yeah. You know, so I think the biggest the biggest thing is like learning like okay, like how's my style of run? Like for me, I want cutting downhill, so I really tried to master all right, exploding through contact, lower pad leverage, mm. and then watching some of the best guys in the league who do it. You know, Chubb, Jacobs, they're some of the best guys at that. So I'm watching like okay, what type of moves are they doing? Because they're similar, you know, body types to me, like. For me to watch someone who's like a scat that's elusive yeah. may not be, you know, may not work for me. So you got to find, okay, what works for me? What's my style? And like, how can I build on what I'm really good at, you know? But getting powerful though, getting strong and powerful, <laughs> that that's will help. One. That will help, man. Trust me.
I feel like uh, we've only had a few days of practice, obviously, but I feel like you and Isaiah yeah. are much more involved in the passing game as like route runners yeah. too so far. Yeah. How has that adjustment been for you? Yeah. It's been interesting, bro, because to be honest, like it's been something I've been learning to get better at because mm -hmm. out of college earlier in my career, it wasn't something I was really asked to do much, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's getting better at it. And, you know, Kelly, he trusts any guy back there. He's like, look, you can run these routes. You can run a choice. You can run a rail. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to learn to know that's like, all right, this OC has confidence in us to do this. <laughs> so it's dope, bro. But it's also just repetition, just learning, you know? So it's been really cool to get a chance to do that. Yeah, it's so tough. If you're not asked to do something, you may never know that you could actually do it. Oh, so man, it's, it's great to hear that you're being asked to do things that maybe you weren't before. Right. Is there a particular route that you think you've been working on or getting better at that you're like, hey, I didn't know I could do that? Yeah, absolutely. The choice route. Mm. It's been crazy because that's one route for me where it's like, dang, like I came into a league and I was like, I got to get better at this route. You know, just separation, learning mm. how to catch, you know. So it was really cool, like doing this now, like, all right, I'm working the choice routes. And then, boom, I see, you know, paying off. You know, Good. for me, I can get better at a lot of other routes. But for me, man, like, that's one route. Like, if I can, like, really nail, <laughs> hey, man, I could probably steal a couple years <laughs> okay. more in my career if I can yeah. learn how to do that, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I remember James White had a, made a career mm. off of those types of plays, you know? Obviously, we know Austin does. Same yeah. thing. There's a lot of guys, you know, Darren Sproles, who's played a lot of years because they learned how to, you know, have that attribute. All right. Well, Joshua Kelly, thank you so much for your time, man. This has been incredible. Yeah. Uh, what's kind of the focus for you over the next few days as we shift into the first pad of practice? Yeah, man. For me, physical, physicality. That's my bag. You know, I love to go downhill and run. So for me, man, I'm looking forward to showing off my physicality. Also, the improved strength that I think I built off of. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for pass pro, too. So run game and pass that. pro. I'm really excited about that. That's like my favorite drill. So I love doing pass pro. And, man, let's go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank we you uh, wish you nothing but the best. Hope Appreciate you stay healthy and uh, have a great year. Appreciate you guys, man. Let's go. Bolt up, baby. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Uh, huge shout-out to Joshua Kelly for joining us. Well, any uh, takeaways from that little interview there? Yeah, it's a theme I'm starting to hear from some of the offensive players, which is, we're going to ask players to do things that maybe they weren't asked to do before. And maybe they're terrible at them. I don't know. But we'll never know if they're good at those things until we ask them to do that. So Joshua Kelly talked about his work in the passing game, other players working on different things. Like, we're going to see this offense. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's not. But they're asking them to do things that they weren't asked to do before in their previous regime. And that's really exciting because they'll never know. I mean, we, work, we both work in education. <laughs> if we don't have kids and ask our students the kids that we work with to try this out or have any faith in them that they're smart they're not going to improve or grow we can't keep them at a level down here like let's ask yeah. them to do more and see if they can do more and yeah. guess what this offense if you can't tell from the first three days of practice is already looking better for it yeah there's there's a lot of that going around like you mentioned joshua kelly talking about like him working on the choice route one thing we're going to get to is mike williams and his expanded role in the slot which has been so much fun to watch over these first three days of training camp and so I love that point. You know, we talked with Eric Smith last week about the role of teaching and improving on a week-to-week -week basis is just something that's so important to this coaching staff. And I think we're seeing that transition over to the players for the really the first time, at least more noticeably this year with, with Brandon Staley. Yeah, well, let's get into it. Mike Williams in the slot. It's something that we noticed and I noticed on the first day, but you never know. And listen, by the time next week rolls around, maybe things change. But yeah. you see Mike Williams in the slot. We know he's a big, tall receiver, great 80-20 wide receiver. 
but watching him in the slot, it just looks <laughs> different. And yeah. all respect to all slot corners or the slot corners on this roster, they're not Mike Williams big. There really aren't many corners who are as is. But in the slot, you're not going to find anybody who can cover him size-wise. So to see him out there to continuously make plays there is really exciting. Yeah, it just looks different, right? So Mike Williams works a lot from the slot, whether it's the seven-on-seven seven drills, whether it's the team drills. We'll see him go in the slot, and it's a lot of vertical routes. So typically you, you associate the slot with, like, these shorter choice routes. But right now with Mike Williams, it's a lot of vertical action for him, and I think it just gives him more space to operate. And then it expands his game, too, outside of just jump balls, which I think we know he can do so well. Um, but Chris Beatty, the receiver coach, talked with Daniel Popper about they're so intentional in expanding Mike Williams' role, and we've seen that each year improve. And this year with Kellen Moore, the new thing is the slot. And it's not like every other drive. It's like every drive he's taking reps from the slot. And I think it just you know gives the offense such a more versatile profile to attack vertically with because he's such a downfield threat that way. Yeah, the Cowboys with Kellen Moore have used three wide receivers. We know that one of the most three wide receiver heavy teams in the league. So to see these three guys line up there, really four guys, it's been quite a rotation. It's fantastic. And you can tell we talked about um, with Sean side about the spacing of the Cowboys offense before. The spacing just looks different, right? Even if there's a jump ball opportunity or these deep ball throws down the field, it's typically with one guy in the vicinity and that's it. There's a way, and I, I couldn't tell you what, but clearly there's been some creation yeah. to create some space for this team. And these guys are winning. I think of the three days that they've had so far, I think it finally took one play towards the end of camp for there finally to be a deep ball incompletion. Yeah. I think Justin Herbert's been like 95% down the field uh, yeah. so far. And there was one earlier to Quentin Johnson that the ref called out of bounds, but the fans reviewed the footage <laughs> and he was in bounds. So really it's been like one incompletion so far. So the spacing is fantastic. We know from Kellen Moore, at least in 2021, the small sample size that we had, they were the eighth widest formation in the NFL yep. running with the Cowboys offense. And you can just see that here, the way they space guys out, the way they move guys around, the different guys that they have. It's really exciting. Yeah, you know, I was not down here for the first couple of practices, obviously. I was up back home in Fresno. So you hear about, like, the verticality aspect of things in Kelmore's offense, and it's like, well, what does it really look like? And today they did, they did six team sessions, which is, like, first team against first team or first team against second team, and they rotate through it. And, at, like, everything is vertical, or like you talked about in your first breakdown, you know, it's a mesh – Mesh, mesh crosser concept to Quentin or Mike Williams or, or uh, Gerald Everett. And so it's just so intentional that way. Um, a surprise standout so far, John Hightower working with the first team, you know, getting some love deep. It's been really cool to see that kind of presence out there. And, and there's, there's a lot of speed out here. Like it was such an issue last year. But this team will go into a three-by-one set with Quentin and John Hightower out there and then Gerald Everett as well. And it's just different this year, man. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. And they've really emphasized that aspect of speed. And John Hightower has looked really good today. We saw him make a really nice back shoulder catch today um, with Michael Davis in coverage too. So it was, it was a good day for John Hightower. And I think that's something that Chargers fans should be excited about so far. Yeah, sometimes with the offense previously, there was the designated burner or the downfield guy. And I get that. Like Jalen Guyton runs a 4-3. Yeah, that's your burner. You're, you're sending him down the field. You're not doing or you shouldn't be doing curls and short stuff with him. But with this team, you're seeing guys catch 40-yard passes from the first guy to the eighth guy on this roster. And we talked about John Hightower. 
He's been excellent. He looks fantastic out there in lieu of Jalen Guyton being on the pup list right now. You have Darius Shepard who's looked excellent out there. And you have deep balls to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, Josh Palmer. Like everyone is feasting downfield. It's really incredible to watch. Yeah, absolutely. This uh, this depth of this receiver room is is stacked, man. Like it's it's such a change from last year. And I think that's definitely worth something to, to talk about. Um, JC Jackson, we'll get into the defensive standouts a little bit here. JC Jackson practiced, but he kind of rotated in and out. So it was a lot of rotation with Asante Samuel Jr. and Jasir Taylor, um, both going back and forth between the slot and outside, both with the first team, both with the second team. Um, Asante had himself a day, though. Like, there was this great rep where the Chargers were doing cover two, and that's something that Asante does so well with. And he baited Easton Stick into a pass and, and, he, and uh, did a fantastic. He cut off, I would want to say it was Gerald Everett or Stone Smart, one of the tight ends on a crossing route, intercepted it, took it to the house. He had a couple other pass breakups. Um, so he was one of the standouts today in the secondary. Um, in particular, I thought played really well today, but Asante had himself a day in my opinion. Yeah, a nice real couple of days it sounds like. So as you know, we started camp. Jaw Taylor was the primary guy in the slot, as long as JC Jackson was out there, and of course if Michael Davis was out there. Um, today, I didn't see Thursday's practice, but today was the first day I saw Asante Samuel Jr. mix back in with that first team. It was still a mix between the two. I don't think it was one guy dominated and the other guy sat on the bench or whatever, yeah. but it was a really nice mix. And over the last couple of days, I believe, yes, or on Thursday, Asante Samuel Jr. had a pass breakup. He nearly had an interception today. He had two passes broken up, a pick six today. And I think he would have had another interception today if he didn't let the other defensive back try to go for the ball on that long ball. Yeah. So he's he's been excellent. And if it's, a, if it's a battle, he's battling. He's certainly earning the right to be out there. Yeah, like we talked about, you know, we knew that Asante would step up to this task, and I think he's done that. You know, they, there's no pads yet. We've got to see about the run defense, but... Um, Asante has been great. Michael Davis was great today too. You know, I mentioned that three by one formation and Michael Davis is always on the outside and, and it's been him against Mike Williams, him against Joshua Palmer. And there's been some really good battles. Michael Davis today had two pass breakups that I counted. Um, he's just so steady over there. And you know, his ability to kind of control that sideline is something that has really stood out to me and that he's improved upon just from technique standpoint, whether he's mashed up one-on-one, -on -one, whether he's in zone coverage, he's really great at shutting that sideline down right now, and it's showing up in practice so far. What a difference between last year and this year. I mean, last year it's like, oh, Michael Davis is making $10 million to be a gunner, now he's out there and he's crushing it <laughs> as yeah. arguably the best corner, maybe even defensive back on the team. He plays so well and is improving so much, and the one thing he really had to do to take that next step for maybe all pro consideration, pro bowl consideration, was get his hands on the football, get those forced incompletions. And yeah. we sort of started to see that last year, and then the second half of last year, he really turned it on and was a shutdown corner, one of the best in the league. So if he can continue to do that, and if J.C. Jackson can go back to being Mr. Interception, lead the league in interceptions, um, and then of course we'll see what the battle with the slot corner brings, but it's a fantastic group. Like, Yes, the offense has been great. There have been plenty of explosive plays, but these DBs are battling just as much too. Yeah, it's been an incredible watch so far. Um, Jasir had a, a, some tough moments in coverage, but he also made a lot of good plays in the screen game today that I noticed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cutting in front of blockers. That way, you know, we saw a clip of Brandon Staley, um, I want to say from Wednesday's practice, highlighting Jasir's play against the run in particular. So this is going to be a battle, I think, all throughout training camp. And once J.C. Jackson continues to ramp up, I think that's also something to, to keep an eye on. But any other uh, defensive or offensive standouts you want to mention here, Tyler? Yeah, um, I would say overall, granted, there's no pads here. So I'm saying this. Everybody yeah. knows that. 
I will say the run defense, again, no pads, was reading and reacting and snuffing everything out really, really well today, both in the screen game and against the run. And I do want to shout out Raheem Lane, of course, we've talked about as you know the, at least a core special teamer, maybe safety four on this team. But I thought JT Woods did a phenomenal job reading and reacting and getting to the football, which was not a question really of ours about him coming out of college. You look at even the missed tackles at Baylor, right and he was always in the right position. Again, there's no tackling, there's no pads. But in the screen game and against the run, JT Woods was right there, which yeah. is at this point in training camp, all you can ask for. Yeah, JT Woods had a, had a really good day. Um, would love to see him get some more action deep because that's what he does best. But um, he's, had a, he's had a good camp so far. Uh, Taiwan Mullen, the undrafted free agent corner, had himself a couple pass breakups today. Um, mostly against the second team wide receivers, uh, covering Keelan Doss was one. John Hightower was another one. But... Uh, so this DB depth, I think, is showing up. And then, of course, man, like, we got to talk about Justin Herbert. Like, this man is dialed in and aggressive. You know, he talked about uh, after the contract on Wednesday that he's been playing free and he's been able to just kind of let loose. And I think we're really seeing that where he, it's not as intentional for him to go through his progressions. He's intent on attacking vertically. And, you know, that's definitely showing up out here. I think it's putting on a show for the fans right now. Yeah, not every game's going to be fun. Not every snap <laughs> against Bill Belichick's defense is going to be all that fun. I'm sure Fangio's got some things cooked up for week one. But he just looks happier. And the explosive plays are there. And the relationship with him and Kellamore, it seems you can kind of see it on the field. You see it in photos, the way they talk about each other. Like, it's just a great relationship between the two of them. So if, if he can play every game, at least feeling like he did against Miami where yeah, Keenan, be, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, those guys being out there helped. Yeah. But he was just free and loose and letting it rip. Like if that version of Justin Herbert is here to stay. Oh, and by the way, he's healthy. Yeah. Like this, this vertical offense is here to stay. Not every game is going to be, you know, 50 deep passes, of course. <laughs> um, but there are certainly going to be days where they are, they're pushing it and they're going to do it really well. And Herbert looks thrilled to be doing it. Yeah, it looks like we got some like dark clouds coming over here. This is crazy. Um, but... Yeah, the ball placement for Justin Herbert today was so outstanding, and it felt like every time that there was a tight window, it was hitting a completion right on the money. Yeah. And you can just it, – it just feels different for Justin this year, whereas the last two years it, it kind of felt like almost like he was feeling things out when I was at training camp. This year it feels like he's fully comfortable, and we, we're seeing that – you know, be expressed in a very aggressive vertical manner so far in training camp. Yeah, it's it's been outstanding to watch him push the ball down the field because there's now this chemistry built in between Justin Herbert and these wide receivers through years of working together and just trusting each other. Obviously, we know Mike Williams, fantastic. Keenan, I think, underrated in that regard. But you're seeing this perfect combination of Kellen Moore actually just asking Justin Herbert to take those chances, which he wasn't really able to do, at least at, at, at minimum in camp last year. So he's getting to take more chances. Justin Herbert never turns the ball over. His, his, his interception, what is it, interceptable ball rate yeah. is, is among the lowest in the league for all his years in the league. So you have that. And then you have these receivers like Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, et cetera, Quentin Johnson, who can go up and go get it. It's a perfect mesh of everything. And by the way, this is probably their best offensive line in years. Yeah, 100%. Um, so some minor things to get to before we wrap up, wrap up today. Uh, Corey Lindsley did not practice today. We were told that it was uh, due to the uh, potential birth of his child. His wife is pregnant and, and expecting. So uh, Will Clapp was with the first team offense mostly. Um, and then Brendan Hymas was rotating in at 
uh, center with the second team today. That's been a change for him. He's been he's been working at center more often this year. Um, and then Trey Pipkins was not practicing today in the team sessions. Brandon Staley said that was mostly precautionary. So there, there's apparently something uh, happened or something like that in the individual drills, and they just wanted to be careful with Trey. So Foster Sorrell was working exclusively at right tackle, and then there was a pretty heavy rotation in the second unit with Austin Pleasants and those guys uh, who unfortunately did get injured today. But um, Foster Sorrell was the only right tackle today to get reps. Yeah, there is sort of a, a good problem right now to have where you know your five offensive linemen starters are set, so you really can mix and match guys in, and if some guys need rest or they have to take extra precautions to make sure these guys are healthy. Um, I, we don't know the nature of the injury for Trey Pipkins, but he was hurt several times last year dealing with the same injury. So you know, if, if Corey Lindsley needs a day off, if Trey Pipkins needs a day off, if some of these guys just need some time for whatever reason, that's fine. We know they're the starters. There's no battle. We don't have to figure out who the starter is here. It's actually good that the depth is getting on the field. Yeah, and speaking of that death, Brandon said he was asked about it, and he said he reiterated that they are high on Zach Bailey um, as a, an interior player. So he's mostly been working at right guard from what, I've, when I, what I saw today. Jordan McFadden and Hymas would rotate in at left guard. Um, but they like Zach Bailey a lot as a reserve guard. Um, hard to tell really like how that's working out without pads on, but that's kind of how the offensive line is shaking out. Um, couple other notes here. Chris Hinton, the defensive tackle, worked in a lot with the first team unit today. Um, again, hard to tell without pads, but he was heavily involved with that first team unit. You know, he would come in for nose when Sebastian would come out or he would come in at three tech when Morgan Fox would come out. But he's the only one rotating with the first team. Scott Matlock, Nick Williams, Gerard Clark, all those guys are all second and third team. So it seems like they're really high on Chris Hinton this year. Which is awesome to see. And, and this that would make a starting trio for now. Of course, guys might come back from injury of a coach ed guy a coach ed guy and a coach ed guy yeah. um, so there's a lot of chemistry shout there out because, coach ed. yeah shout out coach ed uh, the defensive line coach who works with these guys and they've all built chemistry with each other over the course of the offseason and several seasons i'm sure you know and part of when i talked to morgan fox part of their success of the rush that they had was just getting to know each other and how to rush with one another so if they already have this pre-established communication and again chris hinton he will move down the depth chart when guys return right but if he's looking great like they're going to be really really solid from the jump because they already know how to work with each other um, because they work with each other for over the offseason <laughs> yeah um the other defensive rotation thing i wanted to point out jt woods almost exclusively the only safety to get reps with the first team defense outside of derwin james and alohi gilman it really seems like they're intentional of getting him those reps. You talked about him earlier. Um, one thing that they've really experimented with is like your base package where Derwin is your edge rusher. So instead of your five DBs, you yeah. don't have a nickel corner. So they're bringing Derwin up to the edge and then that's where Elohi and, and JT Woods were working back. But it's not just as a deep safety for JT Woods this year. Like he's playing in the box. He got some reps in the slot today. So it seems like they're much more comfortable with him this year at least based off, off of the reps that we've seen thus far. Yeah, the best combination of this defense is when Derwin James will be allowed to move around. Can he play deep? Sure, of course. He's good at really everything. But allowing him to, to actually go do everything is important. So if JT Woods can take that jump and really focus on, you know, because he, he was always running track, that was never like, yes, football was a priority, but there's always something else going on. Now it's just football. And so if he's able to lock in on that and be the safety, that they drafted him to be, or at least be able to contribute enough, and him and Raheem Lane, to be able to contribute enough to free up Derwin James, 
you can't help but smile watching Derwin James at edge. And the Chargers wanted to do that last year. You watched them against the Raiders. Yeah. It was Khalil Mack next to Derwin James, which is the most unholy, unfair <laughs> thing you could do to an offense. But they did it, and they want to do it because yeah. they have those tools. So if you can play out there freely without the responsibility or being forced to have to play deep safety all the time, defense is going to look amazing. Yeah, 100%. Um, one other offensive rotation I forgot to mention, um, Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly both getting pretty much a 50-50 split with the first-team offense, and then also the second-team offense been both of them too. So mm -hmm. that's another change for Isaiah Spiller. We wanted to see him be able to get those chances, and he, him and Joshua Kelly are essentially splitting that first-team unit. Um, Joshua Kelly so far much more involved in the run game, um, still working as a pass catcher like we talked about with him, but Isaiah Spiller, the way that you're, they've been using him so far is a lot as a pass catcher thus far. Yeah, and that's what we saw last year throughout training camp. It was Isaiah Spiller down the sideline, down uh, angle route, whatever. Like he was fantastic at those. And then they just never kind of found a way to get him onto the field. Yeah. Um, whether they brought up Larry Roundtree, they signed Sonny Michelle, they had Joshua Kelly, et cetera. They really never found a way to get him back involved as a pass catcher. But it's really encouraging to see because last year Spiller was working in as that fourth guy. Now he's, you know, to be at worst at this point to see him working down the field as a pass catcher is really fantastic to see yeah so that that's the rotation notes uh one note on the kicking battle we saw dustin hopkins kick on thursday cameron dicker kicked today uh cameron dicker was eight of nine uh his only miss was from 41 ish yards that i counted so uh one little note about the kicking battle but uh cameron dicker had a good day today yeah thank goodness it's a privilege <laughs> to watch special teams overall yeah yeah, it's been a lot of focus with Ryan Ficken this year. So, um, All right, Tyler, any final thoughts before we head out today? I'm just happy to be here. Uh, honestly, this has been fantastic just sitting here with you, with Joshua Kelly, being on the field. It's been a fantastic experience, and uh, we'll be back. Yeah, cannot thank the Chargers enough for giving us this opportunity as they do every single week. Uh, we are recording this on Saturday, like you can potentially see right now. There is going to be a practice on Monday, so we did not cover any of that, obviously, because we we're recording this before that. So uh, go back and watch this. After you watch this episode, go back and watch Tyler's video from Monday on our channel. Make sure and subscribe to both channels. We do really appreciate that. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. That's going to do it for us today. We'll see you next time. As always, Bolt Up.